This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 192, Alien Races Smackdown. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Strangers and Aliens, a podcast about Christianity, faith in Christianity, science fiction, fantasy, and where they all intersect together. And I'm one of your hosts, Evan David. <laughs> I'm doing the I'm doing like the the finger gun point at you, the audience thing. You can't see that because it's a podcast. But as you can hear, I'm here with one of your other co-hosts. Uh, and his name is Steve McDonald. Ooh, good timing because I point. I did the finger gun point at you. I know. I could. I could almost Zach. sense the finger pointing. Once again, we're here without. We're, we're here without Ben because Ben, your other co-host, is still working camp. So the the inmates are running the asylum. That's right. Steve and Evan show. That's right. We could talk. We could do anything. Talk about That's anything. Right. Whatever we want. We could talk about Ben if we wanted to. You go first. Ben is so cool. You know, ever since I learned that, you know, whatever opinion Ben holds is the right opinion, <laughs> I've, you know, it's made my life a lot easier with, yeah. in regards to my media, you know. It makes the show, like, go so much smoother. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I, Steve, uh, personally don't like that thing. Well, I, Ben, really do like it. Well, in that case, I do. Like exactly, it. exactly. And it just it just helps us all stay on the same page and be a yeah. more like productive society. Yeah. You just agree with Ben. Because if you, if you base your opinions on Ben's opinions, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. You can't go wrong. Yeah. You just can't go wrong. Uh, anyway, let's get back to reality. Um, and actually, actually funny segue, cause we're actually not going to be talking about reality tonight. Tonight we're going to try out something just for fun, just cause Ben's not here and we're just going to, we're just going to do some speculation, use our imaginations a little bit. Um, the title is called, you know, Alien Race Smackdown or whatever. And basically what that entails is I've got this giant list of fictional alien races and we're going to put it in a randomizer. It's going to turn out three of them. And then we're just going to discuss who would win. And uh, it's just an informal, chill discussion. There's not going to be any stats. There's not going to be any looking stuff up. Uh, we're just going to... If if I don't know what alien race that pops up, I'm sure Steve will know about it. If Steve doesn't know one, I'm sure I'll know about it. If we don't know about it, 
we'll just assume they lose. I don't know about that. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. And then if we get something wrong, you, the listeners, can chime in on our next feedback episode and tell us how wrong we were. So it's going to be... Unless, unless Ben says that we're right. Right, and then yes. your your opinion is null and void, and it should right. be changed to match the the correct opinion. Which the aforementioned Ben. All right, Steve, you ready to do this? Yeah, Let's just, as ready as ever. I mean, some of this stuff, it's probably going to be probably going to be a no-brainer because i've got i've got a ton of stuff on here uh and there's alien races there's alien organizations like the jedis on here the green lantern corps is on here and that's the jedi the, i mean come on those are those aren't alien organizations they're organizations of different aliens right that's what i'm talking about but you I, can't you can't group all a bunch of aliens into one thing can you well, I mean, here, are we going to be thing. that crazy? Is it going to make the conversation more fun? I think so. And I've also got, I've also got like just sci, just a, one or two sci-fi groups that aren't really aliens. Like uh, I just put the X Men on here just for fun, <laughs> and uh, and Shields on here just for fun. So we're not, we're not going to be rigid on this. Let's just, I'm going to put push the button, see what comes up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, here we go. First, first group of three. This is this is the the first group of three. Who wins? Number one, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Okay. Okay. So there we go. I'm, I know you're an expert on the X Men stuff here. Is that the original? Is that the new? Is it a mix? Or is you it... pick. Okay. Okay. All right. And then uh, I've got this. Is, this is funny. So we've got the Green Martians from DC Comics. With uh, John Jones and yep, yep. Okay. And then we've got the Green Martians from John Carter, which I think are called the the um, the, the uh, Therns. Uh, no, the uh, Therns are the alien or the angel guys, right? They're the the, uh, the um. Is if Ben was here, he'd know. <laughs> uh, what are they called? They're they're um the the green aliens from John Carter. Okay. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to look up anything, but I just meant for <laughs> for stats, but I never said anything about names. So here yeah. we go. We're going to look up the name of these things. We can just get it right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Tars Tarkus, the Tharks. That's Tharks. The Tharks. So we've got the Green Martians, the Tharks, and uh, the Brotherhood of Mutants. So Steve, in your humble opinion that may or may not align with Ben's the correct opinion who wins uh the DC Martians you don't think the Brotherhood could take them if you're talking about an equal number of John Jones uh Martian Manhunters versus uh however many uh people in the in the uh, Brotherhood Mm -hmm. I would say the Army of John Jones would win. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. That's a it's pretty much a no brainer. And the Tharks are just they're doomed because they've got you, they've got spears. Yeah, they're <laughs> primitive race of aliens. So so yeah. pretty pretty easy one right there. Okay, we're gonna there you do go. we're gonna do the next one. Okay, this is exciting. Here we go. The next one is all right. We've got the Romulans. Okay. Okay. We've got the alien race. From Super 8. Have you seen that? 
Super 8. I have seen that. I'm not super familiar with the alien race. Um, okay. What its its abilities would be. So basically, he's. I mean, they they have technology. They had a spaceship, and basically their technology is kind of like Legos. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like self-assembling, and it can shapeshift and reorganize itself. It's all based off of these this cube technology. That's kind of like a smart cube, mm-hmm. and I guess so they could they have that. Um, as far as the movies depicted, their the actual race is uh, they don't wear clothes, but they have like they can stand erect. They have intelligence, but they can also go into like beast mode, and he's in beast mode most of the movie. Um, but then he can, he's also has, he's, they're intelligent and they can, and they're basically like 20 feet tall, I think. Okay. Something like that. And, uh, have, have strength and everything. All right. So that's cool. And then, so we've got the Romulans, the super eight aliens and the Martians from war of the worlds. Do the Martians from war of the worlds have their Martian ships or is it just them? Uh, I'm going to go with, okay, so the pl- the planets of all these guys are going to go to war. So they've, oh, got, okay. they've got all their tech. They've got everything. And so let, let's just go ahead and establish this now. Anytime we fight, let's just say the battleground is going to be Earth. Oh. So all three of these alien races have come and they've decided let's fight on Earth. So we've got a yellow sun. We've got Earth gravity. Um. You know what? No, let's not do Earth because the Martians, <laughs> the Martians would automatically lose because they're allergic to Earth. Um, well, yeah, but they're in, if if they're in their their machines, they they're secure. Okay. They only get you know I mean they only get hurt when they come out of them. Let's and, let's, do, the, and do these other races know that? Can they exploit that? That's that's a question. So what I don't know much about the Romulans. Would they be able to figure that out? Romulans are very cerebral. Yeah, they're an offshoot of the Vulcans, or both of them are an offshoot of a, an earlier uh, uh, iteration of, of mankind. Okay. Um, or human being, or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, but, but they are uh, very tactical, um, very uh, calculating, and they, I don't think they would do anything until they knew whether or not they were going to win so you know i think they would they would develop a theory of winning and then carry it out i think the 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 martians would um probably be a ruthless race Mm -hmm. you know and and be attacking first and, and doing all that stuff and and war of the worlds they just came and attacked. Right. No they warning. Saw, just this big sucker punch. Yeah. They saw something that they could they could take. They came to try to take it. Uh, didn't work out much for them. I don't want to do any spoilers. You know, it's only been about a hundred years since this <laughs> thing's been in existence. But yes. you know, go go and read it or listen to the 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 radio version or uh, plenty of versions out there. Um, in fact, lots of uh, TV shows and movies are based on. Uh, that I mean, uh, 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 what is it? The Buckaroo Banzai is based on um, the War of the Worlds, uh, you know, as if that really happened. So there's lots of different, uh, okay, different things that that use it. But, I just uh, know that Steven Spielberg film was mm-hmm. truly terrifying when I first saw it. Wow. Yeah, okay. it chilled me because those, <laughs> yeah, because they are just ruthless. They're just right. But you were probably like 
nine. No. How old were you? I don't know. I was a teenager. Yeah, nine. So anyway, um, I would I would think just just knowing what I know, I I don't know that much about the uh, reasons why the Super Eight aliens would be doing anything. I think uh, in the movie he was just he ac- he was crash landed by accident on on Earth. Yeah, it doesn't tell me much about their military tech, so I would have to go with Romulans. Really? Yeah. I would go with the Martians because yes, the Romulans the I bet they could probably figure out a way to beat the Martians, but I think by the time they did, the Martians would have already they Romul- would have done too much. Romulans have massive starships. Okay. So, you know, the, the starships that we saw or the, or the spaceships that we saw from the Martians were basically, you know, from one planet to another planet and they crashed to <laughs> to stop, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's not like they have the, the biggest tech, I don't think, of of, uh, of all three of them. I think the Romulans. Um, you think they'd be able to mount a counteroffensive? Yeah. That would yeah. be able to take them out? Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I mean, I just know that. I mean, that surprise attack that the Martians pulled, at least in the Steven Spielberg film, was like they I mean, they had art. They were already there. They had buried mm-hmm. the ships, I guess, on Earth in that movie. They buried them there before and they were just all over the Earth. So, I mean, in a matter of hours, there was nothing anybody could do. All right. I think the Romulans wouldn't even have let that happen. OK, they, they would have exploited. They would have seen them coming. The, well, they would have, if if they were underneath the earth, they would have found them, found out what they were for, and been able to to expunge them. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the Romulans would be the winners there. All right, Romulans, they're the winners unless Ben says otherwise. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Okay. I've got our next and I've got our next group here. I've also put in certain sci-fi individuals that I think could take on a planet. Okay. Um, so we've got one here. Our first combatant is Space Godzilla. Okay. From Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Of course, yeah. Um, we have the ETs race of aliens, mm-hmm. which is actually a ra- alien race that exists in the Star Wars universe. Right, right. Um, and then we have the White Martians from DC Comics. Yeah. What do you think? Well, what was the first thing? The first thing was Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. Then we have ETs. So I think the big question have... is, can the White Martians defeat Space Godzilla? Because ETs are doomed. <laughs> yeah, ETs. It's like you know, um, could could Space Godzilla defeat the stuffed animals? Well, unless they are able to <laughs> form like a bond and friendship with Space Godzilla. Well, I'm I'm sure they have some sort of you know super high technology because they're interstellar. You know they're from Star Wars. Yeah, they were universe. in. They're in the Senate. They have a seat on yes. the Senate. And if you see ET as a continuation of that whole universe, then you know years ago and galaxies away is when Star Wars took place. Mm. These beings had the ability to survive for that many years and to travel that many. I mean, it's. You know, it's it's the intergalactic travel. Good point. Is huge. Yeah. So you know, at the very least, these would be the highest tech of the three. So you know, I'm I'm probably thinking to myself, if they're going extra galactic, they're at least defending 
for bear. You know, they, yeah. they have uh, shields and defenses that are going to be able to withstand anything that they can't even think of. Well, they've obviously survived the Empire. They survived the Clone Wars. They mm-hmm. sur- they've survived the new war with the the first order because like you said they're they're at earth so yeah so yeah, i guess you, you got a point there but still i don't know i mean i feel like i feel like if they if space godzilla is up against two whole planets he's probably going to lose yeah but the white martians they're pretty ruthless but uh, uh, do they have they, they don't have space technology though right Mm, I guess not from the comic books. No. So, you know, at the very least, the ETs, if they if they knew that this was a battle to the death and their entire species was dependent on it, they could just stay outside the the system and just bombard it. <laughs> um, and then with Mecha or not Mecha Godzilla, Space, Space Godzilla. Godzilla. Um, I would imagine if it's an entire race of ETs with this technology. That I'm gonna have to give it to the ETs. Man, that was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, but you got a point. I would have to agree. Yeah. Given all the factors we know, the ETs win. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, ETs. Wow. Ruthless okay. warmongers. <laughs> ET kill home. <laughs> all right, we got the next one here. Our first combatants are the Confederacy of Independent Systems from Star Wars. That would be the the it, it, the side in the clone wars that the the republic is fighting the and the the that the clone wars is fighting right so the uh you know so the the republic has the clone troopers and right. then the cis or the confederacy of independent systems they have the droids so these okay. would be the droids okay um the separatists and okay. so then that's them Number two is Galactus. <laughs> okay. Number three is Shield. Wow. This is a good one. This is a good one. So you're talking about a a federation of multiple, probably hundreds, probably thousands of planetary systems. Uh, how many? How many planets? How many systems are in the Senate? I feel like there's thousands in the Senate. So. Yeah, maybe this would be they broke off, so maybe this would be a couple thousand, maybe. Okay, so we're saying thousands of planets just defending against one being who's basically a representative of of entropy. Entropy, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Who, in all of his Marvel appearances, no one has been able to stop him physically. Well, Reed Richards stopped him, but he just stopped him by threatening him. But but he's been, I mean, there's been instances of him in different versions. Like, you know, there's one version where his head was cut off. And then there's one oh, wow. version where, where he was, uh, you know, he exiled himself into a, a dimension where he fed off a being who continually fed out energy. So he was continually, you know, sated. Hmm. Um, so there are things like that that can happen with him. Um, okay. I think if we're just talking about Galactus as we know him, I mean, without his head cut off, 
<laughs> then, not, not Cloud Galactus, big purple guy Galactus. <laughs> right. Let's, let's make yes. a distinction here. Yes, yes, you have to think about that too. Um, I would say it, since he is so methodic and slow moving, um, he's not going to come up with something that's going to destroy all the systems at once or even multiple systems. You know, he he is slow enough to do one at a time. So you think this the Separatists could just run away and just planet hop? I think that if they concentrated their forces, then they wouldn't have to planet hop. They could at least keep him busy until until you know something else happens until he he uh you know gets called away or they could you know force him to a different planet or something it's not like he needs to have those planets he's since he's a force of entropy he doesn't have a need to win you know he has a need to feed so like like in in uh in secret wars you know he was put on the, the the bad guys team but he shouldn't have been. He's an entity of entropy. He, he's a force in and of himself. Right. He's not trying to win the war. Yeah. Because he knows. Yeah. So he's, I mean, in, he's in, above. I think in the John Byrne comic, one of them I read, he's not even a big purple guy. He's he's a he's a literal force of nature, and when we look at it, that's just what we see the big purple guy. That's just our brain trying to make sense of what we're seeing. Yeah, I think it's something like something that. like that. So he's not even like a he doesn't even have a humanoid form necessarily. Yeah. And yeah, so but that's but that's another question though. If he's just let's just say for the sake of argument, the cis planets are the only planets around there. If they don't figure out a way to stop him, he's going to destroy all their planets. Right. So w- the question is, would they be able to stop him before eventually before he does all that? I would I would have a sense of seeing the amount of resources and stuff that they could pull that they would at the very least be able to with starships. I mean, you know, usually it's it's Reed Richards and his fantastic car talking him down off of the ledge. You know, I mean, it's, it's that type of a thing. Um, but with massive war fleets. But we've think- seen like the Cree and stuff go up against him, right? And the scroll, and like they're all afraid of him, and they can't stop him. And he's got his heralds, at least one, with him. <laughs> yeah, who's who's he got with him? See, let's this just is, go with the Silver Surfer. This is the tipping point. This is this. Let's just go with the the best one, the Silver Surfer. This is before he's gotten to Earth. I don't know. I'm gonna say if if he has to get through dozens, hundreds, or thousands of systems before he wins. And if he doesn't get through all of them, he doesn't win. I would have to say, at least at some point, the thousands of systems, or you know, even dozens of systems, would get together and be able to to pool their forces enough to at least keep him busy or occupied, or say to himself, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere where there isn't this much resistance, and and push, you know, push him to a different place. Okay, I can so, buy that. I would say that now. Now them against Shield. Uh, are we talking about Shield with the Avengers Initiative attached, or is this just no? Shield, let's just go with Shield. The agents, like the TV show. No, no. Let's go with the Marvel Universe and the 
the comics with the blue jumpsuits and the the white body belts everywhere. I miss the blue and white. I hope you know, they I hope they bring it into the show eventually. That'd be cool. Just a nod. Did you see what they have in the the, the very last episode? What they they gave a tip to? The the moon? No. Cuz they gave a tip to the blue area of the moon. For the I didn't I didn't see that, but I also I saw uh, a tip to uh, life model decoys. Oh, yeah. LMDs. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. When uh, when Coulson was first, when he first went to Tahiti, um, it's a magical place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that it was he was coming back as a life model decoy. Right. A lot of people did. Yeah. So seeing them actually, you know, getting that back in, maybe they heard, you know, everyone talking about it and said, okay, we're finally going to use it. Well, can you really do a shield show without some LMDs? I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because it's not really a clone and it's not really a robot. It's like in the middle somewhere. Where's so, where's the morality? I mean, where's is is it okay to send these things to their deaths? You know, and if it's really that much of a clone of you, I mean, it's it's weird to think about it in a moral sense. Yeah. But um, back to the the deal at hand here. Um, so obviously, Shield is probably not going to do a head-on. They probably wouldn't win in a head-on collision. Yeah, is there a time limit? I mean, um, if no. this was something where it was let's going just, to be, let's just say no. There's no time limit. They they could do this for years if they needed to. Wow. So um, would Shield be? I mean, could they kidnap Count Dooku and make a <laughs> LMD of him and undermine the infrastructure? I would say that the numbers would be overwhelming for them. Um, you know, having, let's say, uh, you know, 10,000 or even 100,000 S.H.I.E.L.D. agents against, you know, even 100 uh, different planets, you know, infiltrating the planets. Okay, see here, but here, here, here's the thing. The separatists, the, all the planets are not evil. They're just fed up with the government, right? And they just—they are just—they have evil leaders for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the planets that are are representing or make up the the separatist planets—they're just like everybody else. They're just like Naboo and all all those other planets, right? Um, and so I feel like if they were able to take out the leadership, they could steer the ship in. In triumph, because the le- the the leadership are the ones supplying the army. They're not. None of the planets necessarily are providing soldiers. They might be providing generals, but the, nobody is providing soldiers for the army. It's all droids. Right, but if you have Count Dooku on one side, and you know anyone non-powered on the other side, I mean the the Jedi, the the, the Sith. Uh, I don't know. I think Nick Fury could take Count Dooku. <laughs> I do. I he couldn't. So. He, he Yoda couldn't take Count Dooku. Eh, yes, he could. He they they fought. I know. Count but Dooku. Get he this. cheated. Get this. Nick he Fury did, doesn't kill. He did not cheat. Listen to this. This is what Count Dooku did. Okay, he proved to Yoda. Proved to Yoda. That Yoda could not even follow the Jedi logic. That Yoda 
could not let these other other good people die and he let the bad guy get away. Mm. Yoda let him get away because he could not let the other the, the other guys die. He could have easily have just said, "You know what? No. They die, you die. This ends now." You know what? It's the force. All life goes back to the force and it comes back out and blah 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 blah. We all know the the animistic yeah yeah yeah. So he could have easily done that. He proved to Yoda to Yoda that the Jedi way is that flawed, that you can't have something that, that denies desire or emotions or anything like that. You can't have that. It's, it's not logical. You have to have that element to it. He made Yoda, he proved it through Yoda. And then what does Yoda do? He just goes right back and he's teaching Luke the same thing. You know, get, to get rid of your feelings, you know, every, or get rid of your, your desires and, you know, feel through the force and blah, 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 blah. He just goes back to, to his, his, his rhetoric. Yeah. You know, so he, he proves it to Yoda and Yoda still just denies it. Yeah, but I don't think Nick Fury's going to do that. Nick Fury doesn't live by the Jedi code. Nick Fury right. lives by the that, code of do anything. I will do anything to save the Earth. Yeah, I'm not saying that that it's going to happen that same way, but it just proves how daunting Count Dooku is. He can look into Nick Fury and exploit that. He he could do it. So I have to give it to the separatists, okay. separatists, because Dooku. I okay. I feel like the separatists still would win, but not because of Dooku. I feel like Nick Fury could take Dooku. I think he could even take General Grievous, but he's not taken Emperor Palpatine, who is ultimately in charge of the uh, Confederacy. Yeah. I don't think we get that get that far. Okay, I I'd think he, I think he could. I think it would be an epic series to write or to to film or whatever mm-hmm. to see how that possibly could happen if if shield would be able to do that um but realistically you know barring barring a miracle uh, i th- i'm i'm looking at uh, i'm looking at the, uh, the separatist army there okay all right i've got our next one here and it is the autobots <laughs> okay specifically the autobots okay yep and then we have Thanos. Okay. And then we have the X-Men. Ooh. Wow. So who is going to win? And let's just for the sake of fun, it's every Autobot ever. Every Autobot ever versus it, Thanos. Versus Thanos versus every X-Men ever. So does that include the Phoenix entity? Oh. Uh, okay. As long as it's not, as long as she's not evil. Ooh, nice, nice twist on that. Yeah, I yeah. Like so that. it's got to be good, Jean Grey. Good, Jean. Not Dark Phoenix. Well, it wasn't Jean. It was the Jean Grey version of Phoenix. Right. Jean Grey at the time was underneath the Hudson River, basking in a, ca- a cocoon. Oh. But, <laughs> But uh, yeah, okay. So we have the the Phoenix entity, mm-hmm. um, with the knowledge that the universe will die without her intervention. 
Yep. Okay. We have Thanos, who, I mean, does he have those no, power gems? He does not. Yeah. Okay. We let, we can give him one, <laughs> but he does. He's not having the. I mean, you can't win if he's got the. Yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. No one's winning. So he can have one. Okay. And then we have every Autobot ever. Yes. I would have to give it to Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't even need the other X-Men because, I mean, I mean, look what she did with the McCran crystal. You know, it was that type of thing where something needed to happen and she knew instinctively what to do. She was there. She knew that she was the glue. She didn't, I mean, yes, she had these little worries and things about what was going to happen if she didn't survive or whatever, but it, it didn't matter because she knew the right thing to do. And if she knew the right thing to do would be to put a stop to the Autobots, those crazy, crazy Autobots. We all know how crazy they can be. And, <laughs> and Thanos, then I think she could do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll Thanos. go with that. Ungauntleted Thanos. So let's let's take Phoenix out of the equation. Okay. Does that change the Does that change the outcome? I'm trying to think. Um, there's been a whole lot of X Men. <laughs> <laughs> um, you would know the the Autobots better than I. Actually, I don't know much about them. Uh, I just well, I have watched the entire series of Transformers Prime. Okay, so you would know much more about so, them than I. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Versus Thanos, could Thanos? See, I don't know too much about Thanos. Um, Thanos I know, is is basically like. I know a bunch about Dark Side. Right, but think of someone with with. It's hard to describe. I mean, what what's his like, power limit? Like, what is he? He's super strong, right? He could like take the Hulk in a in a fist fight, right? right think of think of the Hulk in love with death right i know his whole motivation and all that but how does his i mean what other powers does he have besides just being super strong you know i didn't read a whole lot of thanos let me see if i can pull it up real quick um because the autobots i mean they're basically just a really well oiled machine team (laughs) (laughs) and i mean they could and they're big and they're giant, so I feel like they could give the X Men a good run for their money. I mean, if the X Men struggle with the Sentinels, um, well, the, the the Sentinels, are, you know, they they struggle with the Sentinels because usually the Sentinels are sent to them when they're uh, fragmented or weak or you know something like that. You never see the Sentinels facing off, you know, fifty Sentinels facing off against fifty full powered X Men. Yeah, I don't think you ever see that. Okay. But uh, usually they're used, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's interesting to think about, you know, these things going against each other, but also, you know, some of them are used in such ways that these things would never happen. Right. You know, obviously it's like, who would win, uh, you know, um, Sauron versus Aslan. Aslan. You know, it's, well, yes, we would think Aslan because he's a symbol of Christ and Sauron is a symbol of, you know, lots of different things, I guess. Um, I have my own theory. But, but Aslan can basically do anything. He just roars and anything happens that he wants. He, he can, but that's not his intent. His intent is not to go through Middle Earth and to defeat, you know, this this disembodied overlord. That he, that, he has nothing to do with that. 
So you can't really put those two things up against each other. You know, in, in a lot of ways, these things that we're talking about can never go up against each other. So you know, thinking about it in one sense and working it through is interesting. But in some ways, you know, sometimes things are there just for specific reasons and they can't play any other reason. Um, but, you know, we're just we're not we're not thinking about that right now. We're just having fun with it. Um, all right. Let me see. Thanos. Cosmic Cube. Wow, he did a lot of stuff. So basically, all he needs is he just has a bunch of special gadgets. He's Batman in space. And so he's he's a mutant, eternal, a mutant Titanian eternal. Um, he possesses abilities common to the Eternals, but amplified to a higher degree through a combination of his mutant heritage, bionic amplification, mysticism, and power bestowed by death. Mm. Um, demonstrating enormous superhuman strength, stamina, and durability, Thanos can absorb and project vast quantities of cosmic energy. Ooh, cosmic cap- energy. Yeah, capable of telekinesis, telepathy, matter manipulation. Uh, he's an accomplished hand-to-hand combatant, having trained in the war- art of war and titan. Uh, he's a genius in virtually all known fields of advanced science and has created technology far exceeding contemporary Earth science. He often employs a transportation chair. Whoa! Does he have the transportation chair? <laughs> yes, he has it. The chair has space flight, force field protection, teleportation, time travel, and movement through alternative universes. Okay. Uh, so, he's also a master strategist and uses several space vessels. I'm thinking but he's, he's going to beat the Autobots. <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to turn the Autobots into his chair. <laughs> but anyway, that's that comes uh, 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 via our uh, unofficial unofficial uh second and a half uh host today that's uh, wikipedia nice yeah so, all right so the question is can the x-men without phoenix beat thanos i'm trying to think who on the x-men would even i mean wolverine could probably survive thanos but could he beat him no okay um you know, Professor Xavier, Xavier, um, with the with the combined mental power of the Earth, which he had the ability to do at one point to uh, deflect a race. What was that race? I forget. But um, you know, if he had that going for him what happened was that uh, uh, magneto subtly altered the like the 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 magnetic lines and forces and stuff which altered uh professor xavier's ability to do that um but i'm trying to think like the best scenario Uh, magneto was obviously part of the x-men so you know having him in the mix um um I'm trying to think of the like the absolute strongest X-Men ever. Uh, was Juggernaut ever a part of the X-Men? I believe he was, but he's more of like a blunt instrument than you know a real weapon. So basically, um, we're just saying probably Thanos is going to win. You know what? I would like to see that story. And if anyone has other knowledge than I do about these two things and could come up with a better 
uh, a better solution for this, then I would love to hear it. I'm going to go with Thanos, though. And if anybody is like a fan fiction writer, I would much rather hear S.H.I.E.L.D. versus the Separatists. Yeah, that would be cool, too. <laughs> Um, okay, so we got we got another one, and I think we're just gonna, our, an hour is going to be our cutoff point here, so we're just going to keep going and yeah, let's do it. Doing this till we till we hit an hour mark. So yeah. uh, our next match is Ultron. Voltron. Ultron. Like from Marvel. Okay. The evil robot. Uh, Ultron versus the Sand People, the Tusken Raiders. Okay. Versus. The Green Lantern Corps. Oh, Sand People, hands down. <laughs> they couldn't go up against one Jedi. Come on. What if the Sand? What if? What if one of the Sand People got chosen to be part of the Green Lantern Corps? <laughs> he would be the saddest Green Lantern of all. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Um, I'm per- yeah, and all he could make would be like a a green spear, a gaffy stick. Yeah, that he just. Shakes yeah. up and down. <laughs> Brightest day and darkest night, my gaffy stick is pretty lame. Um, um, Steve, can you go ahead and say the Green Lantern Oath in the Sand People language? <laughs> At one time I could. That's the sad thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't do that. Um, but I think uh, one Ultron, or are we talking Ultron with the ability to recreate himself, etc.? Yeah, recreating. Wow. Um, same people are dead, so they're they're gone. Same people, I think. Yeah, they would be collateral damage. Yep. <laughs> um, I think the Green Lanterns could win. Um, I'm leaning towards Green Lanterns because there are thousands of them. Yes, and and there's no power like usually Ultron doesn't go up against any power like the Green Lanterns. Um. Generally, DC heroes seem to be more powerful than Marvel heroes. Just generally, their powers yeah. seem to be. Okay. I mean, they well generally they do. I mean, you have on the Avengers, you have Captain America, Iron Man, um, Thor, Thor's like in the Hulk, and those those are like the strongest ones. Okay. And then on the Justice League, you have Superman. Right. You have the, Wonder the Woman. Hulk is stronger than Superman. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Uh, no, he's not, Steve. Uh, the Hulk can get as strong as he needs to. Superman so is Superman, just the strongest. If Superman is versus the Hulk, Superman would keep fighting Hulk until Hulk gets stronger than him. All Superman has to do is throw Hulk up into space. Hulk cannot move or do anything. Superman wins. Uh, yeah, until he gets mad enough to come back. And he can't. Find the laws of physics defy him to be able to do that. I don't know about that. Anyway, you, this is a different. This is a whole other podcast episode, and we need Doctor. <laughs> we need Doctor Jason here too, and we'll all just talk about this. Yeah, to push us Superman versus everybody, including <laughs> Santa Claus. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if we want to go that way. <laughs> but okay, so I'm thinking if we have thousands of Green Lanterns, and even with hundreds of Ultrons. Um, Without arguing whether or not DC is stronger than Marvel, um, I'm going to say that I personally have seen very few Green Lantern stories written that really exploit these beings who have the power of will to do what they want, what they will, 
and yet, you know, use that power to, to the extent where I think that, that it would be as I'm, I'm losing my words here. I've never seen it used to its full extent. I don't think I've okay. never seen them use it or very seldom have I seen it used to show, you know, how vast this power actually is. Every once in a while, there's little glimpses of, of, you know, interesting ways that, that they've used it. But most of the time it's like, oh, he has a green wrench that he's holding right, the right. bad guy with, you know, stuff like that, or a green cage or whatever. Well, I know I've seen in the past, I'm pretty sure, that Green Lantern was fighting a robot or something and just shot his ring at the robot and in an instant separated every piece from every other piece. Yeah. And just dropped it on the floor. So if he can do that. Yeah. See, if 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 you're saying these are the Green Lanterns, the most well-trained will fighters using this power that channels the power of their will to do whatever they will and really meaning it, you know, like most people don't get when they're, they're creating these stories for some mm-hmm. reason. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, I think I think personally that the Green Lantern Corps should be Superman, you know, all yeah. over the place. I mean, they're they're fantastically powered, way overpowered if you really think about it. But if they're all together, no, even even individually, you know, well, if, if they you, go if, up if they go up against like Superman or the Hulk or Doomsday, like they're strong enough to break through their constructs. Usually, but the thing is, they shouldn't be. If my will is that you, Doomsday, can't break through this construct, then you shouldn't be able to break through this construct. My will is stronger than your strength because I know that you can't break through this. Oh, yeah? I'm going to break through it. No, you're not because I know you can't. You know, that's the power of will to me. So, it, I guess it's all how you define how the ring works. Because in uh, Superman Red Sun, they tried to imprison Superman with the Green Lantern ring. Yeah. And Superman was like, really? You're using a thought-based weapon against me who can move th- faster than the speed of thought? But it's not a thought-based weapon. It's yeah. will. So it is how you define it. Speed of will. Either way, though, I think Ultron's going to lose. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say Green Lantern Corps. All right. I would hope Green Lantern Corps. Our next match... That would be a fun one, though. Our next match would be the Jawas. Okay. Versus the Battleship Aliens. Have you seen Battleship? Battleship? Battleship, the movie based on the board game. There were aliens in the movie Battleship. There were. There were aliens. Um, Okay. (laughs) I... I know, like, technically, Battleship isn't, like, a Oscar award-winning movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I I just love that movie. It is so much fun. All right. Right now, I'm leaning Jawas, but go ahead. What's okay. The All right. And then we have the Therns from John Carter, who are the universe-manipulating white ghosty people. Therns. Yeah, I'm going to say the Therns are going to win, even though it would have been cool. It would have been cool to see the Battleship Aliens fight some people, but they didn't have anybody cool to fight. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, well, that was fast. Uh, Hold on a second. (laughs) That was our fastest one. Let me eliminate some people from this list really quick uh, (laughs) before I hit the randomizer. 
button again. Okay, then we have the therns. The therns are out of here. <sighs> yes, so yeah, the Battleship the battleship movie, you should watch it. If you haven't watched it, just watch it once. Because um, it can was... I, can it was, I watch it like just like one time less than that? No, because... <laughs> It is it is funny, man, and it is it is just a fun movie, and the best part for me, because you know it's based. They say it's based on the board game, right? That's what that's what the movie is based on, the Battleship board game. And I'm like, how on earth are you basing this off of a board game when there's aliens and it's the aliens versus the Navy is basically what's happening, and then you get to the you know maybe two thirds of the way through the movie and you realize the entire front half of this film has been one gigantic setup to get us to the point where they literally play the board game in real life. Like, and, and you want me to see this. So they, they literally pull up a grid and they say, B2, fire. And then they're waiting. Miss. Oh, and then they try to hit the aliens and they're playing. The... I, I literally... I lost it. I'm about to lose it myself. I, it was hilarious because I could not. Oh, anyway, anyway, we're just gonna keep moving on. It's worth okay. a it's worth a watch. Nice. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Here we go. All right, so we've got the Wrath Tars from the new Star Wars movie. The uh, the big giant slime ball guys that Han Solo okay. is smuggling. Yeah, yeah. Um. Then we've got the Ming the Merciless Empire. <laughs> from Flash Gordon. And then we have the Huts. Interesting. From Star Interesting. Wars. Um and we'll just go ahead and say that the, the Huts are not by themselves. They have their their syndicate with them. So whoever is involved in their syndicate. Okay. Um What do you think? I'm thinking the Raftars are going to lose. I mean, well, I guess depending on how many of them there are. Yeah, I, they don't seem to have a a sense of community you know a society so organization so they're just mindless beasts yeah so i'm thinking that they would that even they could even though individually they could they could take you know any of them out right i don't think they have the order to do that um what if so what if ming the merciless and his whole empire and then the huts and their all their syndicates they crash land on the planet of the raftars (laughs) Um, how many wrath towers are on the planet? Let's just say there's as many as there are human beings on Earth. Oh. Then I think the wrath towers might win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I can't imagine a planet with seven billion wrath towers that aren't at some point, you know, wrath towering on themselves. Right, right. You know, I mean, they're they seem pretty pretty vicious and pretty random as to who they attack. Um. So, you know, seeing as as I don't think a, I don't think a planet could hold a society of seven billion Rathars. So I agree. Um, so yeah, let's let's cut them out. Then we're talking about the Huts. Yes. Versus Ming mm-hmm. and his uh, people and things and War Rocket Ajax and all that cool stuff. Um, Wow. What do you think? I mean, it let let's let's say it's just him and it's not his the people that he has subjugated. 
So it's right. We don't have hawk people, and we don't have uh, whatever tree living Robin Hood people. Right. I would have to say, given the the depth of uh, variety in the Star Wars universe, and the you know the 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 bounty hunters and and all the different things that the huts could access. I would probably have to give it to the huts. Okay. Because they I think they would be more surreptitious and they would be able to you know infiltrate a lot better than uh, than Ming's organization. I think Ming is more, you know, I am more powerful than you and I am going to show you and this is how. He's not, hmm, how can I sneak around and win? You know, that's not how he wins. Right. So I think that would be his his downfall. I think the biggest problem they're going to have is Ming and Jabba are going to have they have so many princess slave Leia's to choose from. <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? That's what they're warring over right there. I guess so. Um, okay, we have time for one last one. So here we go. All right. We have the Borg. Okay. From Star Trek, we have the Decepticons. Okay. And then we have the Klingons. Mm. So who wins out of them? I'm thinking, okay, this might be pretty clear. Can the, can the Borg, they, they probably can't infect the, the Decepticons, can they? Well, they're a technological race. Right. So they, I think they could uh, assimilate them differently. You know, they, they assimilate sentient races. Okay. And the Decepticons are sentient races, even though they're they're not organic. They're yeah, they're they're technoganic or whatever you right. call it. Um, but that doesn't matter. They don't. I don't think they have to limit themselves to organic races, or else as soon as they came up against one non-organic race, then they're oh well, this this experiment is done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay, so I'm pretty sure the Klingons are out. Uh, they're not going to stand a chance against the Decepticons, and the Borg could just assimilate them. Yeah, I think they they have the same problem that Ming has. I think yeah. you know it's too much of a a, a full frontal assault, and they're going to put as much as they can into it, and uh, that's that's the problem there. So Decepticons versus the Borg. Could the Decepticon? I mean, they're pretty ruthless, vicious. Um, they've got, they've got starships and stuff. Could they, could they take out the Borg before being assimilated? I mean, how, how, how aggressive is the Borg in their attack stuff? Cause I haven't seen much stuff with the Borg in it. Well, the Borg, what they do is as soon as they're attacked, they, they assess the, the attack and they come up with a way to defend. So they'll take an attack because as soon as you attack them that way, you can't attack them that way again. Okay. Um, so, so it's going to be a pretty good attack for your initial strike then. Yeah, unless it is a devastating initial strike or unless it's it's an attack that they don't see as an attack. Like if you were able to get on their ship and plant bombs all over their ship 
you know, and it didn't look like bombs and they didn't detect them as bombs. They just, they, they brought flower pots and stuff. Yeah. And just it, would, it, it would be like, okay, and you could get away with it because you're not actively attacking them. You're not doing anything offensive to them. So they would just let you go. And then if all of them went off at the same time, you know, then that might be something that would be a devastating attack. But, you know, getting to that point is usually the difficult part. Right, because you got to figure all that out. Yeah. Um, and the Decepticons, I don't think, are the people. To, I mean, they're they're usually just, let's go and attack and destroy everything. Yeah. I think um, if, if it was the Autobots, I think the Autobots would have a, a really good chance of defeating the Borg. I mean, me- based on what I've seen in the... the Transformers Prime show. I mean, Megatron has his moments where he like uses um, what's his name, Soundwave, for for some sneaky espionage stuff. So if he was in one of those moods, he might stand a chance. Yeah. But usually he's in the give him everything we got <laughs> sort of move. So yeah. unless they had something you know massively devastating all at once that could overwhelm the Borg. And even after that, I mean, it would have to be something that would completely, you know, disintegrate them. Because after that, if there was anything still alive, anything that, that could still, you know, put itself back together, then, you know, in a little bit, you got something else coming back after you. Yeah. Well, so. there's there's obliterated and there's beaten. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they had Unicron with them, they could probably win. Pretty easy with that opening shot. I would have to I would have to do a little bit more in, in figuring out of that. I, I I'm not that familiar with Unicron. I mean, he's a he's a transformer the size of a planet. Yeah. So he could probably. But yeah. the Borg the Borg ship is is the size of a planet around there. <laughs> well, maybe a small moon. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if they've got Unicron, Unicron can just karate chop that Borg cube into the sun. Well, okay. Do they have Unicron? But if they did. Okay, well, I would say. So the Borg would probably win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good good times, Steve. Good times. Yeah, it's just, this is fun. Yeah. And we've still got, I've still got a bunch of stuff on the list, so maybe we can do a follow-up episode sometime and, and knock out the rest of them. But that was fun. Yeah. If we have uh, listeners who want to add to the list or, you know, it's – Plus tax. If they want to suggest their own, you know, a triad that we can uh, to take a look at. Yeah, um, or send in just if you don't have a triad and you just want to send in races that you that we might not have said or yeah. you think we might not know about, send them in. Um, also, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh yeah, if we if we're wrong, if we got it dead wrong. Uh, Please send it in and let us know because we want to know, and uh, and then we want to know what Ben thinks so we can make sure we all got it right. Right. Um. All right. It's been great, Steve. Yeah, it was very good. Any last uh, any last words you want to impart to the people? You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? The perfect organism, its structural perfection is matched only by its hostility. Are those your last words? Yes. I thought you were talking about yourself. No, I was actually talking <laughs> about the, the xenomorph. For oh. 
alien movies. Oh, they're in here. They're in in the list. So maybe we'll get to it next time. Um, little teaser. All right, and I've got my comic here. I'm gonna read my. I'm gonna read my random. My random line. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Because now we're partners. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com, where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is one 804 37 Once again, thanks for listening.